Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I'm joined by MetPro client Parker Watson and his coach, Ryan McMullen. Parker and Ryan have been working together, and Parker has had quite the transformation. I'm so excited to hear all about it. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I just kind of want to start at the beginning. How did this come to be? How did Parker, how did you find MetPro? How did all this come together? Yeah, so it, it all comes back to running. I initially heard about MetPro through Marathon Training Academy. I've been listening to their podcast for, for years now. Over the past few years, I've been on a bit of a running journey that started with significant weight gain over COVID, like many of us. But for me, it was much more than, <laughs> than was uh, was normal for me. And actually, so before that, I I had signed up pre-COVID for my first marathon. I've always been into fitness, though. I've been overweight my whole life. I was that kid on the playground who was picked last on the teams kind of a thing. I've never thought of myself as an athlete, always felt like I've been out of shape. But during college and after that, I did CrossFit for a little bit, dabbled in some running and did a super fun running event, really decided to push myself and did a Ragnar actually with my work. So it was a crazy 12 person relay race that we were running through the night. And it was just a wild experience. <laughs> Had a lot of fun with it, surprisingly. And from that, we were talking through that and they were like, if you could do this, you could totally do a marathon. So that was fall of 2019. They planted that seed and it was like, okay, maybe I can, maybe I should just go for it and try it. Like I never imagined I could do something like that, but I've seen some friends who have done it. My coworkers who are seemingly very average people is okay, maybe I can do this. <laughs> Signed up for it June of 2020. We all know what happens. So that was postponed for two more years. Mm. And so throughout COVID in the back of my mind, I had this kind of backup plan of like, you know what, I'm going to eat how I want to. My partner's a fantastic baker, all these treats and things. It's great. And I'm going to just make sure that for my mental health, like I'm happy, I'm making through this fine, but really ended up using that as an excuse. And like, well, I've got my marathon coming up, so I'm going to get in great shape. I'm going to lose weight. Like, so it's, it's fine right now, whatever I do. Oh, Parker, I just have to stop you. I can relate to your entire journey. I just want you to know that. I can relate to every bit of it. <laughs> I, I don't feel like it's that unique of an experience. I think a lot of people went through something similar. But it, with that, it really, my weight got out of hand. I hit 245 pounds, which was by far the most I've ever weighed in my life. Usually would hover more around 215, 220. So it just skyrocketed past that. And But still, I was really in denial about it. I was really like, well, I'm going to run this marathon. It's all going to go away. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Around that time, so this was uh, middle of 2021, I had my annual physical and it was the first time I've ever had a doctor say something about my blood work and my weight. And it's like, you need to do something about this. And in the back of my mind, I knew I needed to. I was like, he's right. But still, it's like, well, I'm going to run this marathon. I'm going to look good. It's going to be fine. <laughs> the marathon is going to um, fix everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started my training in that June. I was training with a friend of mine for the, the Colfax Half Marathon in Denver. That was October of 2021. And we were doing a whole run-walk strategy because she also was getting back into it. And it worked incredibly well for us. We had a lot of fun doing it. Didn't have any injuries or anything like that. And I, I started losing weight. It did start coming off with getting back on a training plan. Those good habits started to come back. Uh, so at this point in November, I decided after listening to the Marathon Training Academy podcast, um, 
they offered a coaching program. It's like, okay, why don't I look into getting a coach for this? Because sure. I can follow a written training plan and yeah, I'll be able to finish. I'll cross the finish line. The race was in June at this point. So I had about seven, eight months. Um, but it's like, I don't want to just do it. I want to have fun with it. I want to have a great race and really enjoy it. I don't want to cross the finish line and be like, that was awful. I never again. Mm. It's like, I, I want to enjoy this experience and I don't really know what I'm doing. So a coach <laughs> does, why don't I get a coach? So I, I signed up. He built this whole training plan. He like lots of easy running really took this focus on uh, like the time doesn't matter, which I, I didn't care about my time. It's like, we're going to get there safely. Gradually. I got in a groove, the accountability of like, if I skip a workout, if I cut a workout short, like I'm going to be honest when I let my coach know, and he's not going to be happy about that. So he really helped me establish a, a cadence to it, really keeping me sticking to the plan. And that was all going great into early 2022. And my weight stalled. Uh -oh. Like I'm getting faster with my running. I'm running further. I know I'm burning a ton of calories, so I should be losing weight, but I'm stuck at this kind of 230. I've lost 15 pounds. Like that was great, but I'm just sitting here. And really, I realized my eating had gotten out of hand. It's like, yes, I was burning a ton of calories, but I also was eating all of those calories. <laughs> Parker told me once on the, maybe one of our first phone calls, he would use the excuse of all the calories he burned to eat the pizza. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Those Sunday long runs, like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. I, I did my 14 miles. I am going to eat all of that back. <laughs> but it really, truly was out of hand. The month of February, I found that I had spent over $1,000 on DoorDash. Whoa. Um, and I was stuck in this loop of, well, if I'm going to pay for delivery, I'll get more food and get leftovers. So it's more cost effective. And of course, when I'm ordering, I'm getting pizza, I'm getting burgers, I'm getting chicken tenders, whatever. That is a new level fatty. of spending justification. I just got to tell you, like, that is impressive. Oh, honestly. yeah. <laughs> Mental gymnastics of this is, is why. Yeah. Uh, but then the problem is that then I would start the next day and I'd have the leftovers of these unhealthy foods. And it's falling back in that mentality of, oh, well, I've already ate poorly today. So why not just just keep going? Why It doesn't matter anymore which of course it very much does. <laughs> and it got to a point where I was eating just unhealthy foods and desserts all the time and everything that I knew I needed to do something about it. And to the level where I've been overweight my whole life, I've yo-yo dieted my whole life, done like South Beach diet and all sorts of other things that have helped, but then I gained it back. And I had was succeeding so much. I was getting so much out of having a running coach. It's like, why don't I get a coach for my eating? <laughs> Someone who can hold me accountable, someone who ultimately, like, clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to eat right. Why don't I get someone who can help me and tell me what to eat? And so after listening to the MTA podcast, like, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to MetPro. Let's give this a try. I, I like the, the, the scientific data-driven background they have to everything because I'm a software engineer. So I, I love data, love like, that side of things. It's kind of reassuring to me. There is science behind this. It's not just a trendy diet or whatever. There are reasons why you're eating certain ways. So I, I reached out to MetPro at that point and, and, and have had a great experience since. <laughs> and I, I have to add, I really have to add here, hearing his backstory for most people, they're going to think like, man, like 
how difficult was this for you to go from a thousand dollars of DoorDash, pizza, burgers, ice cream, and like now, you know, we we see Parker, he's down 45 pounds. From when wow. he started with me, that's 60 pounds from his heaviest. So you'd think, you would think that this would have been the hardest transition. Parker has been the easiest client on my roster to do. <laughs> I'm not joking. He's just like, just tell me what to eat. Okay. Got it. I'm off. <laughs> He's been it's, easiest. it's been amazing working with you, right? And, and like I said, I, I liked all the, the data, all the facts. I like to know why we're doing things, why things work. And Ryan is more than happy to spend the time on our calls to thoroughly explain. It's like, what does this adjustment mean? What are we expecting to happen over the next week? Um, kind of bounce ideas off of him of, of how I'm feeling or, or just helping me through just the little adjustments and things I need to do to make sure that I'm still feeling good through all of this. Okay. So, so Parker, you've been through this transition. You started working with Ryan. Ryan says that you're easy to work with, but I'm curious, how do you go from DoorDash every day to cooking? Okay. Cause I feel like that is something people are going to want to know. How did you manage that? <laughs> That's a great question. I think what it starts with is the guidance that I'm getting from my coach, from Ryan. I really thrive off of really having a routine, having instructions, having guidance. That's why in the past I got really into CrossFit because I loved the idea of I don't have to do anything other than just show up and do the workout. They have it all thought out. They know what's going on. I know it's going to be an hour long. It's going to be a great workout. I just got to show up and do it. And it's very much the same feeling with MetPro with when I started, it's like, I, I can lose this weight. I can lose more weight than I ever have before. All I have to do is follow my coach's instructions. I just need to do what I'm supposed to and I will get there. There's no question about it. That helped a lot with the initial, like putting in all the extra effort to start cooking myself again and meal prepping and all of that. But that really helped drive me into commit to that. Mm -hmm. And again, with, with me thriving off of routines, I really got into meal prepping. It's like, okay, I've got the time on Sundays. I'm going to put together my whole grocery list. I'm going to plan out these meals, especially dinners. And I'm going to get my rice cooker going and cook a bunch of rice. I'm going to saute up a whole bunch of taco meat and I'm going to do some roasted veggies. I'm going to get a little bit of cheese and then I get my measuring cups out and my plastic Tupperware and just do it all out. If I get tired of stuff, I know that I can toss those things in the freezer and have them a week later. Um, for the start, I was very repetitive with my eating, I would mm -hmm. say. I kind of found a few very easy recipes that were easy for me to meal prep and just rotated through them for the first, probably the first month or so, just to make it as easy and brainless as possible. Like I, and so they're all pre-portioned out. I really don't have to think for each meal. I just know this is my lunch. This is my afternoon snack. This is my dinner. Just eat it and I'm good. I helped with none of this. None, none of it? None of it. He, I, I, <laughs> I've, I've never once had a conversation with Parker about food prep. Not once. I, I think you're actually, it was one of our first few phone calls. I was at a Saturday um, at a work thing. We were doing a, a work ski day. <laughs> Um, and I, I, love I had your a job. With, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I, I had a call with, with Ryan that, that afternoon and I filled him in, but I, I had, forgot to tell him beforehand I was doing this. And I, I told him, it's like, yes, I'm at the ski thing and everything. It's like, well, so how are you eating? 
It's like, oh, well, I, I have my afternoon snack in my backpack. I brought all my Tupperware. I've got everything. And, and he was like, man, I could just hug you right now. This is awesome. <laughs> that was literally like our second phone call ever. Oh, yeah. And I was every like, coach's dream. <laughs> I was like, what? You're where? And like, I was freaking out for a second, but he said, oh, no, I packed everything. I brought it all. He's like, okay. <laughs> he had planned ahead, which yeah. is a lot of times what we have to teach people. And he just knew intuitively to do it. it, it like I said, <laughs> easiest client ever. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, okay. So. At this point, when you started working with Ryan, you were still training for the marathon because it was delayed so many times, right? Yes. So, so I've had quite a few sort of mind-blowing moments through through this whole process of working with MetPro and Ryan. And my very first one was that I assumed since my workouts vary throughout the week, I'd have some shorter three to four mile runs and I'd have my 12 mile long run on the weekend. I assumed that the amount that I ate every day would be different. That either the day before or the day of my long run, I would eat way more than I would on a recovery day where I'm not really working out. And Ryan was like, no, not at all. We like, <laughs> this is, this is your plan. And you just, you stick to this for the whole week. Like this is what you eat every day. And then taught me about how important it is to fuel during my workouts. Yes. The, the difference of, of, eating throughout the day just for daily nutrition and for weight loss, but then figuring out how to give my body the energy exactly for the workout that I'm doing for that day. So the concept that I could be eating 1600 calories a day, run 16 miles, and then not even really be that hungry throughout the day, but just because the little tips and tricks we, we worked out, it like was incredible. I, I didn't know it could work like that. <laughs> so, so Ryan, how did you help him set up his intra training fuel? Uh, I kind of just what I tell all my clients and what I've said on podcasts as well before. There's a big difference between fueling for performance and fueling for weight loss, right? And I've and Parker and Parker's been with me since March, I think middle of March, yep. somewhere around there. And we, he's done two marathons in that time, one in June. And then another one, what was that? End of October, Parker? Uh, it's like mid November, November. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he just, did, he just did a second one, but the, the conversation is kind of always the same where it's, you have to start with the goal, right? Is your goal weight loss or is it performance? And we've kind of bounced around within that, right? Like during his marathon days, obviously we were fueling for performance, right? So that was elevated. Right. And, um, and Parker, I'm a little upset that you mentioned I put you on 1600 calories and had you run <laughs> 16 miles. I would. That's why I gave you the opportunity <laughs> to give the real story, <laughs> the yeah. coach's perspective. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, but yeah. That wasn't counting my fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Making me look bad, buddy. Uh, yeah. So, it, it, you know, and then that has shifted over time, right? Because now Parker's in more of a, I want to change my body composition. He ran his last marathon and at a weight where that's not, it wasn't even in our eyesight that weight that he ran at when he first started it, we didn't wow. even have a goal, right? So now he's at this weight that's much different. And we're fueling a lot more for performance and body composition. So Parker's kind of got like 
a well-rounded mix of, you know, some people we can never bring there, right? We're still fueling for fat loss. We're fueling for fat loss, but he's kind of like, like, Oh, like this is the way you do it. If you want to get here, this is the way to do it. If you want to get here. So it's, it's been really fun. You've got any experience, both sides of that spectrum, Parker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'd like to add to with, uh, when it comes to fueling for workouts. So yeah, I said I was eating 1600 calories a day. That did not include the workout fuel. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so, so I have my gels and my electrolytes and all those extra things. And it was so great working with Ryan to figure out what does my body need? So especially on those long runs, we'd say, okay, we're going to try doing one gel every 50 minutes and and just see how that goes and so i'll do my run and then next call we have talk about how it went i got halfway done and felt terrible it's like that i just i didn't have the energy my legs were heavy okay we need to adjust that we'll try again so then the next week next long run let's do a gel every 40 minutes and get the feedback and we just keep iterating from there and it was so cool to fine-tune that and that was completely independent from what I was eating for my day. Like this is where we're at in this phase for how I'm doing with my weight loss. But then just during the run, here's what my body needs to be able to complete that run, do have my best performance that I can in training, but not have any extra fuel that'll throw me off my, my eating plan and my meal plan at that time. So on, okay, I get what kept you motivated if Ryan's telling you, okay, eat this, do this, like these are the things you need to do. You've got your run coach telling you this is how you run. But what kept you motivated to keep doing it once the newness, the excitement wore off? Yeah, that that's a great question. So my big motivator, I would say at the time when I started, I was 29 and I was turning 30 in June, about a week or so after my marathon. That's cool. And uh, and I had just, after, you, you hear all those stories of, oh yeah, you turn 30, you start to get older, like your body starts hurting and can't do the things you used to do and all this. <laughs> like, I know that's not true. <laughs> I know people who are, are their 70s, their 80s, and they're still doing stuff. And that's where like the MTA podcast is amazing because they talk about people who are they've never run in their life and they pick up running at 60 and run their first marathon. So it's like all that age stuff is like, that is not, that's an excuse. It's largely an excuse. I want, I love skiing. I love running. I love biking and hiking and all these things. I want to do these as long as I can in my life. And if I want to do that, I need to make changes. Now I'm turning 30 I can't keep making excuses and pushing this off. Like the change has to happen. So I use this training going into the marathon and working with Ryan. It's like, I'm changing my life. This is, I'm not going to just keep rolling along how I have been. And that's MTA's sort of tagline is you have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life. And it is so true, both with running the marathon and working with Ryan and MetPro to do something that I never, ever thought I could do in my life. Like alongside that, get down to a weight that I haven't seen since high school. That's awesome. I got to add to that because he's really leaving it out. With Parker, it's a lot more even that's big picture in my eyes. (laughs) It's a lot more simple for him. He just needs a goal, like something he signed up for. He has to look forward to even after his first marathon. It was what are we doing next? 
and it's just get something on the books. And even like when he just finished his last one, I know that about him. And it was the first thing I said is like, what are we getting signed up for? Is it, he's going to put off another marathon for a little bit because we've got some other stuff going on, but I'm like, okay, if you're not signed up for this, we need to have other goals, other metrics. So it's on it. Like he just needs something three, four months out to like, look forward to. You got to yeah. have that direction and laser focused. Yeah. Got it. Okay. A- absolutely. Because <laughs> that that's the thing for me that makes the difference when I'm, when my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and it's dark and cold out and I have a five mile run to do, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> but when I've got a when I've got a marathon coming up, it's like my choice is to either do my workout and stay on my training plan and have a fun marathon and have a great race or skip my workout and the marathon's still coming. I'm still committed to doing that, but it will not go as well if I don't do this workout. So that, yeah, Ryan is absolutely right. Having that goal for me is huge. So I'm curious, how did the first marathon go? And where were you in your weight loss journey, your training journey? Yeah, at that point I was weight wise, I was hovering right around 200 pounds, which I mean, was amazing. The last time I had been there was, was a couple years post-college. So it just, it felt amazing to be back into the low 200s. By the, and, by the way, that means he lost 30 pounds. Just throwing this out there, 30 pounds in three months. Incredible. That's incredible. 30 pounds. That's dedication. And That's first focus. Three months of working with me. So just adding that in there. <laughs> yeah, truly. Well, it was just melting off. It was amazing to hop on the scale every day. And it's like, wow, whoa, like it's still going down. I'm still making progress. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> But the, yeah, so the race, it was here in Colorado. It's called the Revel Rockies. And the Revel race series, their whole kind of gimmick is that they're all downhill races. Because I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to do my first marathon. If it's all downhill, that means it's easier, right? (laughs) Which is not true. So I had to do a lot of additional downhill training specifically for that. But it was this beautiful course that started up in the mountains. It actually started at about 10,000 feet of elevation and worked its way down into the town of Morrison, which is where the Red Rocks Amphitheater is. Um, Beautiful, windy mountain roads and elevation loss of 3,600 feet or so over the course of the marathon. So it's significant. Yeah. And I went into that race, had my whole fueling plan dialed in with all my gels and everything with Ryan and then working with my MTA coach for for the running strategy itself, kind of had my heart rate zones in mind of like where effort wise, where I should be staying. And in the back of my mind, I had some time goals. Like if I'm feeling good, if things are going good, my A goal was I want to run under five hours. And yeah, and which is that's, I think around like an 1120 minute mile pace. So for me, that was definitely a challenge. It was pushing me a little bit extra. But it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna take it easy. Because again, my number one goal is I want to finish. And I want to finish with a smile on my face. I want to enjoy this experience. And I just I had a great race. It all went super well, was feeling great that day. And was on track and managed to finish it in about four hours and 55 minutes. Wow. And I honestly, I can say that I didn't once have a moment of negativity of why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> not, even, when, not even mile 21, the infamous no, wall. <laughs> no, well, I mean, so I, I never hit a wall thanks Excellent. to proper pacing and working with my MTA coach and having all the fueling dialed in there. It got hard, but there was no wall. 
and at that point, when I hit that 20 mile mark, that was the furthest I'd ever run. So that really helped me keep going. It's like every mile. It's like, I've never gone this far before. And just knowing it's like, I'm running a marathon. Like I'm doing it. This is amazing. Like I'm in the last 10 K, like I can do this. I'm tired, but I can do this. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was incredible. I like crossed the finish line was super excited and happy about it. So proud of myself. And yeah, I, I think it was it with within the next week for sure. I was signed up for my next one. I signed up for the Rich, <laughs> R- Richmond Marathon in, I, in this past November. I told you, some, he needs something on the books. He just got to have it there. He's got to have it. <laughs> and I believe what it, you ran a, what, like a 30-minute PR, right? Yep, I, I ran just under four and a half hours. The one that you just did in November? Yes. Wow. So in, so in five, five months, I cut off uh, about 25, 26 minutes. Holy cannoli is, and do you think that's because you lost more weight? Do you think that's fuel training, a combination? Definitely a combination. Uh, Because when I ran that race, I was about 185. So down another 17 or so pounds from when I did my first race. So that absolutely helped. Wow. Um, But just keeping up with my training, because it's really easy to complete a race, complete a goal like that. And you had to have a couple weeks of recovery. Like my legs were so sore. Um, like there's walking my dog and doing chores around the house is about all I can do. <laughs> and it's hard to have a few weeks off and then go back into a strict workout routine. Um, and that's why some people, you know, have an off season, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just, there's no off season for Parker. That doesn't exist. I can tell. <laughs> no, it's just, what's my next goal? What's the next challenge? Let's go for it. So I signed up for the Richmond marathon and was like, okay, let's recover properly. Make sure I don't hurt myself. Then the, we definitely did change my nutrition a bit through that for training for the second one. Mm-hmm. So the, the first marathon especially because my goal for the race was just completion. We still really were leaning into the side of weight loss up until just before the race where we ramped up my calories and set me up for the race itself. It's like, we're just trying to lose as many pounds as I can before the race. But after I ran that one and going, working toward Richmond, it's like, I want to keep losing weight, but this time around, I want to go for a pace goal. I want to try to run faster to see what I can do. So we definitely, the nutrition there shifted the balance of macros and how much I was eating and shifting to a more aggressive fueling strategy of my gels during my workouts. Um, We pretty much changed everything. I mean, tell tell us from your perspective, Ryan, what did you change? (laughs) It's really just because it's all what I hear from him, right? Like what what he was just saying is, is, um, the first marathon was, I just want to get through it. Right. When I hear that and I'm like, okay, is the number one goal still weight loss? Great. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Then if it was towards performance, that completely shifted. And I'm again, hearing, okay, so you don't care if you don't lose any more weight, right? That's what you're telling me. Okay, great. So then it was all feedback. How did your legs feel? How are you recovering? Oh, you're not? Okay, we're going to elevate your protein intake a little bit more. I know you're building lean muscle. We're okay to do that. Um, 
we're going to bump up your fueling. We're going to start with time first. We're going to squeeze it closer together. Let's see how that does. And then it was like, I'm gassing out. I need a little bit more. How far can we push that limit? So it was honestly like kind of just like a little science experiment, but with Parker, because <laughs> that strategy only works for him. I could, I, there is not a single other client that I have on the same fueling strategy as Parker. I love that part because it's so unique to him and we have it so fine tuned. And then he goes off and changes his mind. And now he's like four times a week at CrossFit. He's only running a couple times a week. And I'm like, gosh, what am I going to do with him now? Now you got to start all over a new strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but that's what's so amazing about having a coach with this is I pick my goals. I figure out what I want to do. And, and I just lay all of that on Ryan. It's like, that's, that's your job to figure out. Like, just tell me what to do. That's true. It, it literally is your job, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he's been amazing with it. Like, it's so awesome to have that support, be able to lean on Ryan like that to, to know, yeah, like I'm completely changing up my goals, especially like he said, right now, leaning into CrossFit, I'm really getting geared up for having a great ski season. It's like, that's completely shifting <laughs> everything about what we've done for fueling and balancing how I'm eating and my macros and everything. And it's awesome that he, he knows exactly what to do. <laughs> so Parker, what has surprised you the most going through this process with MetPro? That's a tough question because there have definitely been a few things. For one, I would say it's completely changed the way I look at food. There is no longer healthy food and unhealthy food because I like so many other people it's like a salad's healthy and a cheeseburger is not that right. kind of a thing but that's not the case it really what's healthy for you depends on where you're at what your goals are and what else you're eating so with the help of the app especially and how it breaks down categorizing the different food you need and the portions and everything i especially working with metpro for so long now i feel like i can look at food, even if it's going to be off plan, if I'm going out to a restaurant or something and I can just see, I mean, last night I, I actually went, went out and, um, had, had some Mexican food. So I got fajitas and it's like, okay, wait a so second. <laughs> this is news to Ryan. <laughs> this was not on plan. Did, did I, did I check off my dinner? It's on plan. I don't know. I haven't looked. That's just, that's just funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Sorry, I guess I, I didn't mention that. I'm not, I'm not trying to lie to you. I promise. Parker's <laughs> um, very good about that though. He's, he's very honest and it's really interesting. Cause I don't even have this willpower. Like he's very good about kind of game planning his off meals, which is really oh, interesting. Cause he's like, that is. he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to go have pizza. I'm going to, I'm like, okay. Then he just jumps right back on plan, which is crazy. Cause it, there's no like off the walls, like completely fell off the wagon. There's none of that with him. Just right back on plan. Have his pizza. Wow. Move on. So did you do that last night too? Did you have, so your Mexican restaurant that you had, did you like jump right back in? Yeah. Well, and so that one's really like fajitas are a great food that I've learned is like, that's very easy for me to portion out. Yeah. Cause I've got, I've got my veggies and my meat. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to be oiled. It's going to be higher fat than I'm, I'm allocated right now, but, but we can't be perfect. But yeah, that's the thing is I'm acknowledging that I understand like, okay, so this is a little higher fat. 
but I'm going to make sure I eat my chicken. I eat all the veggies. I'm going to have a small serving of rice because I need my carbs. I, as much as I love guac, I'm going to skip out on the avocado because I've already got the fats and the oils with the chicken and everything. So, so that's what I mean with it. It's changed my perspective on food is I can look at a meal, look at what my options are for food and really break it down into my carbs, my fats, my proteins and be roughly where I should be. And understanding too, that having one meal that's a little bit off plan is not going to ruin anything. It's interesting because another thing that you're doing, and I don't even know if you realize it, is you're looking at food as fuel. So you're saying, well, I need this, this, and this. It's not just because Ryan said so or because MetPro, that's what the plan said. It's because you need that fuel to get what you want to get done the next day. So that's pretty amazing that your shift has occurred with how you view food. Crystal, yeah. you see what I'm talking about? Easiest client yeah. ever. Like you're yeah. listening to them going like, this is the stuff we tell our clients all yeah. long, but he just does it. He just gets it. <laughs> he just does so, it. <laughs> Ryan, what's been your most surprising thing working with Parker besides that he's the easiest client ever? <laughs> I think what's for me, what's so surprising is he really... And I've got lots of other clients that do this as well, but I think what's surprising about him is how much he trusts, like trusts me to make those choices for him. And, and he not push back, but he wants to know why. And I yeah. like, I love that. Cause I love the science behind it. So I appreciate when a client asks me not as pushback, but just, Hey, what's your thinking? Why are we doing this? What are the mechanics? What are the implications? Like, how is this going to play out and what do you expect? And he does a lot of that. And I just really appreciate that aspect of it. It sounds like it's also makes the conversations. It adds a layer of fun in there as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to mine and Parker's weekly phone calls. It's a blast. <laughs> so, so Parker, what do you want to make sure that like listeners at home take away from your journey? Yeah. So I think what, one of the big things for me, and it, this is another one of those sort of big shifts in my perspective and sort of mind blowing moments it is thinking about the difference between staying on plan and off plan and cheat meals and sticking to what you're supposed to be doing. Because at this point, I don't like to use the terminology a cheat meal. I don't like to say that I'm cheating in my eating. I like the Ryan spoke to I'll plan things out ahead of time. I will be very intentional, make a very intentional decision about eating off plan. I've been super strict. I've been doing really well on my plan for a while life's been really stressful. I've got a night off that's free. I just really want to have pizza tonight and accept that. It's like, there is nothing wrong with that. I know that this means that my weight's going to go up a little bit. It means that in my weight loss, I'm going to be set back by a few days, but that's okay. So I'm going to get a pizza for dinner. I'm going to enjoy it and love it and not feel guilty about it. And then my next meal, the next day, I'm right back on plan. So I got to enjoy my pizza, but I'm not going to let that completely throw me off course because I'm not cheating. That's awesome. Ryan, would you like to add anything? Is there anything you would like to make sure listeners know about Parker's journey? How much he's lost and what he's done. I mean, seriously, to, to, 230 with me down to 185. It's has, incredible. Yeah, just I mean, PRing marathons, going to CrossFit, super active, um, 
yeah, I, I just, I think the world of him, he's great and he's done an amazing job. Aw, that's so nice. I love this. I love this. Parker, what are you most proud of with all this, all of the things? Because you've done a lot. So I'm curious, like, what has been the most meaningful? Yeah, I think I'd have to say that I truly have changed my life. Sounds super corny. It's like a totally like Disney sort of a thing that (laughs) my life's totally different, but it really has. I think just completing the marathon, doing something that I never thought I would ever do, um, And with the marathon, I, so I had mantras during my race and in my training and I, I never thought of myself as a runner. I've never thought of myself as an athlete. And I had friends tell me you're training for a marathon. Like you, you are a runner, like you can't not be, but I still, I had that mental block. that was like, I'm that's not me. Like I'm doing this sure. So a little bit into my training and for my race, my mantras were, I am a runner. I am an athlete. And then the, also the MTA slogan that I have what it takes to run a marathon and change my life. And I literally would, I would, when things got tough, like I would just start repeating those. And upon like when completing that race and losing this weight, I am, I'm a runner and I'm an athlete. I truly believe it now. I've completely changed my life for the better because I'm actually after years of trying to diet, trying to lose weight, trying to make a significant change. I've actually done that and I'm sticking to it and have the tools that I need in order to continue in the future. And I've learned that also there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. First, recognizing I, I can't do this on my own. I've tried dieting. I have lost a little bit of weight, but I just, I can't do this on my own. So I'm going to reach out. I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to ask for help. And that, that has completely changed my life. Oh, how inspiring are you, Parker? <laughs> I know he makes you, he makes you kind of want to just go get on a run, right? Like, right, like, right. <laughs> how'd I not yeah. worked out already this morning? Like, I like, I want to go get on a run. <laughs> Same here. I've got my long run coming up tomorrow. I'll have you in my head tomorrow, Parker. <laughs> I'm going to use your mantras. I love it. And to this day, I still don't consider myself a runner. So I know how you feel about that. And I know we all should. I know that I should, but I am not there yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I'm a true believer in now. And if you go out and you run, you are a runner. That's awesome. That's simple. That's a good way to think of it. Your journey is super impressive. Your attitude is even more impressive. I love that you both were able to join today. I really appreciate both of you taking the time to do this. Thank you for sharing your stories. Um, is there anything else that you want to make sure that we get to tell people or let people know where they can find you before we wrap up? Um, no, I don't think so. And I, I'm not much of a social media person. So <laughs> yeah, I don't have any Twitter handles or anything to share. Sorry. That's okay. Well, listeners, that's all for this week. You can find all the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what they can expect. You can also learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I'll be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.